I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Jackie Martinez. She is a former Powake and UNM runner. Uh, now works with the NMAA, uh, overseeing cross-country track and swim team. She's a three-time cross-country state champion and a two-time state champion in track for the 800 and 1600, as well as um, a state champion in the 3200. So thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So my first question is, how did you get into running? Um, you know, I think I just kind of gravitated towards it when I was younger. It was something that I was naturally good at and I enjoyed running. So I just kind of stuck with it. And um, I remember just being intrigued by cross country when I found out about it. And um, it just seemed really interesting to me and I wanted to try it. So I tried it and I was pretty good at it. So I stuck with it. <laughs> Now, was that in high school when you started or, or was it in, were you running middle school as well? Um, you know, I really joined uh, cross country for our for our school when I was in eighth grade. But um, I did go to a different elementary school when I was younger. It wasn't in Powake. It was in Espanola. And they used to have like a little um, like a cross country meet for all the elementary schools to go to. And they also used to have a track meet as well. So I always loved participating in that when I was in fifth and sixth grade. And so that's what I did. That's pretty cool. Like I, it's always interesting hearing everybody's different journey and, and how young they start or how much later. And, you know, the kids that go from, well, I was in soccer for a while or I did basketball. So, you know, it's always cool just hearing the ones that are just like, no, I just kind of got into running and that's just what I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was, and you know, like my parents, they let me try different stuff too. And when I was younger, but um, really running was something that I wanted to do on my own and that I just enjoyed and liked. And um, I think it just helped because I was, I was decent at it right away. So it made it a lot more fun to stay, to stay with it and to see how good I could get. So that's what made it more exciting for me. That makes sense. Did either <laughs> of your parents run or anybody in your family run? Uh, no, no. Uh, no one was really into running. And uh, it was fairly new for my entire family when I started running. And so um, even to go to a cross-country meet, I mean, none of us had been to a cross-country meet, really, I mean, other than me participating in them when I was little. And that was it. They just kind of went and they enjoyed it. They had fun and it just became uh, the thing that we did in the fall. And then track season would come around and they were just out there supporting. Me. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And cross country can be such an interesting spectator sport, you know, depending on how, how much you get into it. Cause I mean, as, as a coach, you go, you're, you can be running as much as the athletes are trying to catch, you know, all the vantage points and yelling at them and, you know, the parents can, you know, pick that spot where they see the kid go through a few times or, or they can get into it as well. It's always, it's so much fun kind of seeing, 
you know, what, what different people do to try to, to get that attention of their kid or their athlete? Oh, definitely. It's, it was, um, it was neat when I was competing because uh, my parents would get into it and they, they were out there on the course trying to, to follow the race. And uh, now just being able to see all of our athletes in the state when we put on the state event, um, you see the same thing with their parents, just everyone running around, just trying to get like the best spot to see their, to see their little runner going by and competing. And it's, it's really, um, it's really neat to see and it's exciting. It makes it, it makes it fun. <laughs> Did you ever have a preference between track and cross country when you were in high school? Oh, definitely. I loved cross country. Um, I think because I was more relaxed when I would compete in cross country and uh, I, I don't feel like I put as much um, pressure on myself for cross country because it was just a lot of fun. And then when track season would roll around, I feel like I would shift roles a little bit and just put more pressure on myself. And I think it was just because uh, maybe, maybe spectators or it was more viewable to people to watch you running on the track. And I think it was just a little bit more nerve wracking for me. So uh, I would definitely feel the nerves a little bit more during track season. So I, I ended up liking cross country a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) There is definitely a split between those distance runners on, on who preferred cross country and who preferred track. And, um, it's, it's, it's funny. And it all comes down to just preference. And I think that the style of runner you are, you know, a stronger runner. Yeah. You know, a stronger runner is going to do better in, in cross country, although they can do well in track and, you know, track is definitely a speedy, you know, you got to be fast and right. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the split comes when you're talking to like um, an 800 meter runner who runs cross country and they'll, they'll automatically say, well, I, I just love track season and I only do cross country to, to get in shape for track. And then you have the the true cross country runner who's like, well, yeah, I, I do track and I do the mile and the two mile or sometimes the 800, but, um, I really love cross country. That's, I feel like that's where you might get the split sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, when did you kind of have the idea that you would be able to continue it from high school into college? Um, you know, I think I was fairly young when I realized that only because, um, in eighth grade, I was competing with our high school team. And um, at the end of the season, I ended up placing fifth at state as an eighth grader. And then with that, I think my my high school coach, we'll talk about Coach Lockridge, he started getting um, college recruit letters for me, but I was only in eighth grade and, and they didn't know that. <laughs> and so at that time when I was getting them, they kind of explain like, you know what this means, right? Like they, they want you to continue on after high school. And I was like, well, I didn't know I was like potentially that good. And so it was just something that kind of helped me stay focused throughout high school, just knowing that if I, if I did well enough while I was in uh, high school, um, there was the possibility of being able to continue it in college. And that was something that I, I wanted to do because it was so much fun. You know, you mentioned Lockridge there, and I mean, he really is kind of a legend in the state as far as coaching. 
Uh, you know, what did he mean for your development as a runner? You know, definitely my coaches were um, some of my biggest supporters. And, um, you know, my husband was also a runner, Nick, and he ran at Powaka as well. And him and I have had several conversations where we talk about how it was so easy to fall in love with our sport when we were doing it in high school because our coaches, they made it fun and Um, it was just such a welcoming environment for us to be part of. And when we became coaches later on, we just tried to emulate what we had in high school. So that way our athletes had basically a a safe, fun place to come and hang out after school and, hey, get in shape and race and set goals and learn some leadership skills and have fun with it. So, (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of coaches kind of push that, like, especially with, with cross country and track, like you can always be a runner. (laughs) Like that's not something that that has to go away. You can always run. Definitely. And, um, you know, when I was coaching, it was early on when I, um, was still, I, I was working with the NMAA. So, um, like part of, part of the reason I was, or I guess the agreement that, when I was coaching, I would just coach the JBC team runners. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's fine. So there's no conflict of interest. I'm working with our JBC team runners. And I was like, I love it because they're truly showing up because they want to get in shape. They want to set goals. They just want to have fun. They want to make friends or they're there because of their friends. And I think that's what made it so much fun during that time when I was coaching was because I was with a group that, um, was I felt like they were truly out there for um, like the love of the the love of the sport because they just wanted to be out there and see how good they could get. And one of the things that I always talked to them about as a coach was um, I just always tried to remind them to not forget that even though our season would end or they may be graduating from from high school and might not have this team to be part of that they always have the ability to run and keep going with it. And so that was one of my big things was just kind of hoping to empower them that they knew that they could continue on if they wanted to. And several of my athletes, I I would see them pop up on Facebook and they were still participating in races or had joined like a college running team, like a, a running group, and were, they were still doing something. So that was really good for me to see these past years, I think. Hi, I, I, that's... I love seeing that myself. It's it's just so awesome. And, you know, really seeing that, that continuement, you know, that growth of the sport through people like that you helped kind of bring into it. And it's, it's a really cool feeling. Um, were you coaching at La Cueva with Nick? Yeah. Yeah. We, we were coaching together. Um, I actually started coaching once I, once I graduated from college the, the next season and, um, Nick and I decided to to coach and I was the assistant and he was a volunteer there and we worked with the girls team and that was when I was in grad school so we we stayed doing that for a couple of years and then I ended up getting a job at the NMAA so then I had to kind of back off on what I was doing and what my role was with the team and um, Nick ended up becoming the head coach there after several years and so we were we were coaching there for a while and it was it was a lot of fun 
Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, going back, you know, you ended up at UNM. Was that someplace that you had in mind, you know, for a while when you graduated or were you looking at a few colleges then? You know, I had gone on a few visits. I went up to Adams State to visit. I went to, there was a, another school in Texas that I actually flew out to and I um, did a campus tour and a visit there. And then I also applied at ASU. And I remember I, I kind of wanted to go there really badly. And then, um, but I hadn't ever heard anything from them. They hadn't reached out to me. And so um, I remember my my high school coach was kind of uh, trying to help me out there, trying to just find a contact for me. But um, Coach Henry was new at UNM that year, and he was he was right on top of his recruiting. And um, he was, I feel like he was heavily recruiting early on my senior year um, for cross country. And I always remember that um, after I finished the state meet, the state cross country race, we were in Gallup. And Coach Henry was at the meet and he saw me walking around and he came up to me and he handed me a handwritten letter. Just, I mean, it's just his style. He's just so, he's just so personable and just so, he's very thoughtful. And he gave me this letter and I, I read it later on and it was, it was, um, it was a recruiting letter. He was um, trying to see if I was interested in attending UNM. So all that whole, uh, my whole senior year, he just kind of kept in contact and would he would call every once in a while to see if I had really considered it. And um, I was still kind of like wondering, like, is this where I'm going to go or am I going to pick somewhere else? And, you know, I never ended up hearing from ASU until um, shortly after I decided I was going to UNM and had signed. So, <laughs> I mean, it all worked out. <laughs> great i think and i think it was probably for the best that i never heard back from them because um i picked unm and i ran for coach henry and honestly like just going from the coaches that i had in high school and the way they treated us and um helped us out i felt like i walked right back into that in college with coach henry and um it was just a great environment for me to be part of i i mean Hey. <laughs> anybody who hasn't ran for worked with with coach henry i mean yeah it he's just i i can picture i can, I can picture the handwritten note yeah. and you know it's just who he is and he's you know he he doesn't forget you and he you feel very very much a part of things with him yes definitely i think um what I learned from him, and especially afterwards when we became coaches, was um, the way that Coach Henry made you feel when you were part of his team. And I, I know he never made us feel like we were just, uh, we were just there to be, be the athletes that he recruited, and then that was it. I mean, he, he truly cared for us as his athletes, as his runners, as the person that we were beyond running too. And um, I mean, you talk about a coach who's gonna check in with you. And I can remember being in college my first semester and um, I went home for the weekend and I went to stay at my house and my mom was there and she said, oh, your your coach called me this, this week. And I kind of just looked at her 
wondering, oh my gosh, why, why didn't my coach call you? <laughs> and so she goes, no, it was good. She says, um, he just called to check in and just to, to let me know that you're, you're doing well. And, and he really enjoys having you on the team. And like, he just had nothing but good things to say. And I mean, it was just so nice that there was a coach like that, that I had who was able to even just take the time to give a, give a call to my family to let them know that everything's good. So that's just the kind of person he was. And, and, you know, he, he still is that today. He's exactly that person. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I just ran into him at uh, the state cross country championships and yeah. it, it, it was, it was great. And it's, it, it, <laughs> it, you know, I only ran for him for a year, but it's funny. You know, I, I every time I see him, I, I feel, I feel like that little kid trying to like impress him again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's what he is capable of um, getting out of his athletes is just uh, the need to please, but in an, an easy, relaxed kind of way. And, um, you know, he, he just always, um, to me, I feel like he always made me feel like you were part of like his family and our family was that track and field cross country team. And, um, he was just always very, very open and welcoming and just a a positive coach. He was great for us. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, you know, so you, you talked about, you know, kind of that transition from high school to college and it felt very much the same and and having that welcoming nature and you know talked about wanting to kind of bring that into you know what you were doing as coaching you and Nick together you know do you feel like you guys were able to kind of do that in your own way um it's definitely something that we strive for now I don't think we ever did it on the level um of the other coaches that came before us and that taught us how to do that and maybe what, um, what makes a great coach, I guess. And we, we just remembered the good things that we loved about our coaches when we were competing and we just tried to bring that to the table and um, put that forward for our athletes. So that way they could come and just have a great place to, to be for two hours. I mean, it did, it was more than just running. We knew it because we had, we would have teams with 80 kids and it was more of, um, I felt, I always felt like it was just a, a safe environment that we could offer kids to just come and not let they needed a safe environment, but it was just a, just a welcoming place for them to come and hang and be there for two hours and to, to just, um, have something to do. Absolutely. So, you know, you, you talked about doing the coaching and, and then kind of getting in with the NMAA. When did that kind of come into an idea that, that you could kind of take this um, working with the sports kind of in, in that direction, I guess? So I, I was in college my senior year when I was asked by um, Mark Kosky, who was the assistant director at, at uh, NMAA at the time, and he actually oversaw cross country and track and field and swimming. And um, he reached out to me my, my senior year in college and asked if I would be uh, willing to be a guest speaker for the state and me at the spaghetti dinner and then help with the wards the next day. Basically, it was what the, the legend of the course is. And so he asked me to be that. And um, I accepted it. And I don't know if I... <laughs> 
I do remember I had to kind of give a speech the night before, and I, I don't think that that was my best necessarily. <laughs> but um, he was just so kind and just so, so sweet to me to just um, thanking me for being there. And just it was a great experience. And so while I was there the next day giving out awards, I was talking to him and I was like, like this is a great gig. I was like, I didn't actually know there was like someone that put this on like this on this capacity I just thought like maybe the the schools hosted it or you know I didn't really know much about the NMAA um, even though I had participated in high school and you know you just kind of never think of like what what goes on in the in the background of everything and so um, I'm talking to him he's like yeah well I, I oversee this for the state and this is our organization and I was like this is great and I was like so what was your path to getting here and he says, well, you know, I, um, I was a teacher at Manzano and I, uh, I ended up getting my master's in sports administration at UNM as a program. And, um, you know, there was a position that opened up at the NMAA and I applied for it and I, this is, this is where I've, I've ended up. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. So when I graduated, I kind of started thinking, I was like, I want to, I want to go into coaching. I think I, I really love running and I kind of want to keep it going. But I thought, well, you know, I, I, should probably continue on too. And so I ended up enrolling in the um, master's program at UNM for sports administration. And part of that program is that you have to have an internship also. And so I reached out to Mark and I said, hey, well, I'm, I got into the master's program. Um, I'm going to need to do the internship. Is there any way that I could possibly intern with you at the NMAA and he said well you know it, it's summer right now so we don't have much going on but you are very much welcome to come and learn about what we're doing here and so he he kind of took me in and then um that summer he ended up getting a job at um he ended up getting a job with the national federation of high school sports so he transitioned up and then um during that time i ended up finishing the internship and i got another internship at UNM because you had to do two of them and um, eventually there was a position that opened up at the NMAA and and I was welcomed back after I had done my internship so that's that's where I ended up wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so it kind of all just came full circle and just kind of fell into place yeah you know how is the NMAA kind of changed from that time when you first started to now you know when i when i started there i worked with um rudy Otagon. he he was in charge of cross country because uh, mark had left so i started working with him because he had been an assistant director there for a while and so i started learning everything that we needed to know that would go into putting on these state championship events and then we also had a different executive director and um you know, my time at the NMA has been um, very welcoming and um, positive, and it's just those first couple of years. It it was it was great working with everyone that I had, and and some of those people have moved on since then. They've either retired or they got jobs elsewhere too. But um, it's just it's just been um, for me personally, it's been a great um, achievement. I think to be able to. Um, come full circle with being an athlete, a high school athlete for one of our member schools, and then competing in college at UNM and our home state university, and then being able to work at our state association and oversee 
like my the, my favorite sports <laughs> basically that um, I get to I get the opportunity to provide our athletes now with the opportunity to compete in our championships. So it's just it's just been a lot of fun. I think it's a great way, you know, like you talked about, you know, going into coaching. And I think that's the, you know, the way that a lot of kids think about that they can give back into the sport or or continue with it and going into kind of this other role. I don't want to say administrative, but kind of, you know, above that, that's kind of overseeing everything and, and making sure, you know, everybody's in compliance and rules and, Again, like you said, putting on great, great events like the state meet and everything. Um, I think that's just a, a, a great other way to to kind of get back to the sport that I don't think, I mean, I would have never thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think as a collegiate athlete, I knew I wanted to go into coaching because I felt like I wanted to get back to the sport that I love so much. But what I originally thought my path was going to be was that um, I would end up back living back in Powaka and probably working around there. Cause at the time when I was in college, I, I did work at um, the Los Alamos uh, national labs. That's what they were at the time. And uh, so I worked there and I thought, well, I'm, I might end up going back home and, uh, and doing that full time and maybe being able to swing coaching. And I thought, well, maybe, if I was fortunate enough, I was like, maybe I would be able to coach a Pawaka. And so that's kind of where I thought I was um, going to end up. And then I honestly think it was maybe just that interaction between um, just like Mark Kosky and learning um, his pathway and how he, he kind of went in the direction of um, getting, obtaining his master's in, in sports admin and going in that direction. Um, that's kind of where I thought, well, maybe, maybe that's what I should consider. So I kind of went that route instead. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of shifted roles and just, just thought, let's just give it a shot and see what, see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think it's worked out pretty well. So. (laughs) Yeah, I think it has. It it, it kind of, um, yeah, I think it worked out. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I want to go back and, and talk a little bit more about your running here in a, in a minute, but I, I, I don't think I can talk to you without kind of talking about, you know, everything that's gone on this last year. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. There's been a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, obviously, so I'm, I'm a coach, I'm at Sandia, my daughter runs there as well. And so I've seen it from, you know, the coach side, I've seen it from the athlete side. I've talked to some coaches, I've talked to some athletes what was it like from your side as kind of the overseer having to, I mean, I know you guys weren't necessarily in charge of everything. A lot of stuff was coming down from the governor, but you know, the NMAA was, I'm sure getting a lot of questions and a lot of (laughs) concerns and, and this and that. So what was it like from, from your perspective once kind of track, well, I mean, starting back from when track got canceled. Yeah, definitely. Um, last year was a big year, I think, for us um, at the NMAA. And then um, obviously for the entire world going through um, a pandemic. Right. And then personally for my family, it was um, very interesting, too, because then um, and I was pregnant all of last year. And that 
I mean, everything, all of that just compounded into one <laughs> thing to deal with. It was just, it was a lot. And so um, at the time, I think last March was when um, we got shut down with events. It was not our choice. It was not the NMAA's decision to just kind of abandon all sports and say, we're, we're not going to continue with this season or we're going to cancel, cancel, cancel. I mean, that was the last thing that we ever wanted to do. But um, we, just like everyone else, were just kind of on um, on hold with everything. So the first thing that happened was, I mean, we we were all sent sent home for a while, and we were just on work from home status, and we were just kind of waiting to see where everything was going to go. And um, I think within the first couple of weeks, I didn't think I was like, no, we're, we're probably going to return. I mean, we're, we can still, you know, we can still um, put together the events. I'm still thinking like, I guess this is like, if they give us the go ahead, I, I think we're good. We still have a couple of weeks left in track. We can figure out our qualification standards if we need adjustments. And, um, and this is all of us talking in the office about our individual sports. We're all trying to just come up with like what we need to be prepared for. And so, um, Everything that we had we've had to do in the past year has been something that we've had to follow through um, our governor's office. So um, it wasn't anything that we just really decided that we wanted to do or we were going to do. It's something that we were we are we're told what what we're capable of doing at the time. So. Last year was big, and we we honestly thought in the fall, like we thought, well, it looks like we're probably going to get get started in October. And I think um, we tried to get everything ready for cross country. We were ready, and um, at the time, I was I knew I would be leaving on maternity leave in October. So that whole summer and um, leading up to October, I was just told to just get everything ready for October so we can have a state championship event in November. I thought, all right, I'll, I'll get everything put in place and it'll be easy for anyone at any time to take over this and, and just kind of follow all the steps that we have in place. And um, then when it came down to it, we just got, we got denied and it was sad for all of us, for our coaches and athletes. And um, we were kind of just on hold for a while too. And then, and then I ended up being on maternity leave. And so I was kind of out of the loop for the rest of the year until January when I returned. So when I returned, I just thought, well, I'll see what I'm walking into. And <laughs> that's, that's where it went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I walked into it. And I think that that very first day we were told we may be given the opportunity to, to start competing in a couple of weeks. And this was the very first day that I returned and I was just like, okay, here we go again. And so I was just grateful. Everything was kind of put in place already. <laughs> I, first of all, congratulations on the new baby. Oh, thank you. And second of all, as, as stressful as a new baby can be, I mean, your, your whole routine is kind of on baby time. Did it feel like a break to get away from the stress that was going on with trying to set up a schedule without knowing what was going to happen? Um, you know, I think that was easier because <laughs> <laughs> with new baby, I, I had another, I had a three-year-old also. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and, um, 
and that was that was um that was a long i mean you know they say they think a lot of people think paternity leave is like um a break a break and it's 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 a lot it's it's tiring and i just didn't i was so grateful to have that time with my family um but yeah i think um even just before that putting everything together for cross country i think it's just because we're at the NMA, we're we're all really good at what we do, and um, it's just like practice and preparing for your competition and everything that you would do as an athlete. Um, you basically do that with our jobs, and so that was that was easy for me because everything was we you know what you need to do in order to get ready for your events. But um, yeah, when new babies come in it's you never know what to what you're in for <laughs> Fair <laughs> so, enough. So it's been, been fun and um i really loved my time with them and i enjoyed my maternity leave um and uh yeah i think nick and i are just uh waiting to take a nap sometime <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the next few months we'll have time to take a nap at some point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit different now. It's a lot different yeah. than just, uh, I'm going to go drop them off at the parents or the grandparents oh, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then especially, I think, during a pandemic, I mean, um, I, it's just, I mean, honestly, last year, I think I was just, I felt like I was just on house arrest the whole time <laughs> because I was pregnant during a pandemic, which I've never experienced going through. And um, it was just uh, kind of, you know, you get stir crazy and my, everyone in my office, I mean, we, they were on, um, depending on what the governor's orders were for, um, how you could operate in your actual offices. Um, they were, they were on that. And so some of them were able to work. Some of them weren't, um, some of them were half and half. Um, just everyone was on a little bit different schedule, but me the whole time I just got, I think I was in the office for two weeks and then it was just the rest of I think from July on, I was just on work from home status. So it was just at home and waiting everything out and working and emailing everyone and trying to make it work. And yeah, it was a, it was a lot (laughs) just to to be at home and never go anywhere. (laughs) I, 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 you know, I, I was very happy to have my, my runs in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we were grateful to like be able to escape once in a while for like a hike or a drive and stuff. So I mean, that's and this is like what everyone went through last right. year too. So it was just an, an interesting, uh, interesting year that I think we're just. Um, I can tell you, everyone in our office is just looking forward to things kind of resuming to um, a somewhat normal season for for our kids. I mean, these are the sports that we're operating right now, um, we're trying to get through and there's obviously some um, changes to everything, but we're, we're really happy to be getting back to, to competitions and getting these kids going and um, just competing again. It's just, it's not, it's not even close to being the same as what it was, but it is just like a, a glimmer of hope for us to just kind of resume normalcy maybe next year, maybe, maybe the following year we're, we're just working towards that. <laughs> right. Just kind of taking it as it comes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I think you're right, though. I mean, it's 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 definitely different. You know, the kids are, you know, trying to get used to, to competing and exercising in masks. And 
um, you know, the numbers are down, you know, for, for various reasons, but you know, the kiddos that are out there, I mean, the kiddos that I've seen are my own team, the kiddos I've seen from, you know, at the, at the state cross country meet for, for our district meet, you know, they, they are very, they seem, you know, very excited for it. Yeah, I think so. Um, this, the state cross country meet two weeks ago was just, um, it was so awesome to see take place. I mean, we, when we found out in January that we might be able to compete, that we were, we were given that opportunity almost, (laughs) we were, we were just keeping our fingers crossed because they gave us a date that we could possibly start. And they gave our schools the, the, um, basically their restrictions on how they could compete or if they could not compete depending on if they were in hybrid or what their status was. And um, with that, I mean, all we hear is like, oh, we're going to probably be allowed to compete with our, our athletes are going to be back. But then all these other things started to trickle down where we found out, okay, well, it depends on the school status now. It depends on if they're in hybrid. It depends on if the students all full time. So then we had to work around all of that to make it happen. And then finally, the day that that we were supposed to officially start practice, I mean, the night before, I was just like, I hope, I hope it happens. I hope we don't get a call in the morning and they say, you know, it's just not going to work out. And you know, it, it. We didn't get that call. They, they, they were able to let us go and so we we continued on and then even that first week after we had our first uh, cross-country meets I was at one of the meets and um, it was really nice to see kids competing again and I just thought wow I I really hope that this doesn't get cut short again because I think that's the last thing that our athletes need these students in New Mexico and um, even the coaches and everyone's had a hard time with this past year so I think we just kind of needed to to make it through something and complete it. Even if it was a short season, we just needed to start something and finish it. And, and we did. So it was really nice. It was, um, it, it was, I mean, again, even just talking from my own experience, I mean, we were, you know, with my head coach and stuff, we were talking like, maybe we just stopped out across country. Let's focus on track. This isn't, you know, even worth it, but you know, really the kids who, who ended up doing it were, we're happy they did, you know, even if they yeah. only got, you know, the one meet for district or, you know, that, you know, because APS was on a different schedule yep. or, you know, mm-hmm. got to and got to go to state and, you know, they were, they were grateful for that opportunity, you know, when it was finally like, like you said, like there, like it was real. It was something they, they're on the line, like, oh, no one's going to stop me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could just see it. Um, just in the way they were competing or just their, their joy afterwards and how happy they were. It was just really neat to see because you knew like basically all your hard work for the past year, trying to, to navigate through everything that was thrown at you finally came to fruition and you were able to just see something um, get completed, which we hadn't seen in a while. I mean, we couldn't even get started for so long and then, all of a sudden we were given the opportunity to start and then every week it was kind of like are we gonna are we gonna get shut down are we gonna we're gonna be told to stop and um i think our crew our cross-country um community really 
they really stepped up and they really worked hard to make sure that they were just, um, I'm so proud of them. They were just following the rules and, and I know it wasn't ideal that, um, they had to compete with masks on, but, um, they did it. Everyone, they did it. And everyone that was at state, we were just, I was just impressed watching it. Just kids are resilient and it was pretty neat to see how they just kind of stepped up and just, just did it. Yeah. It was neat. Absolutely. And what went into the decision um, to move state from Rio Rancho, where it's been for for quite some time, to uh, moving uh, to the academy course? Um, you know, what happened was when we were given the um, okay to compete, we were then given the schools were then given the the rules of which they had to follow in order for them to be able to compete with their teams. And um, I think one of the rules was if your school is um, opting out and they're just going to be online the rest of the semester, um, then you probably can't compete. And so I think what happened was um, Rio Rancho Public Schools, their their district, um, I think they had a board meeting or there was a vote where they opted to stay online a while or they, they weren't going to be able to meet the standards um, in order to compete based on what the, the state standards were. And so um, because of that, if, I mean, if our host school can't even compete in height in, in the sport that they host the state cross country meet for, um, they, they basically let us know that, um, well, if, if we're not going to compete, um, we, we probably won't be able to host it on our campus either because we're not fully operating and so we we had to figure something out really quick. <laughs> so um, we we had to figure something out. And I believe um, Academy was, they were operating in the way that um, they were able to compete during the season. And so because they were able to compete, they're still a central location as well. So um, even for a while leading up to the state meet, we were we were very open with the coaches how we're, we're not we weren't approved for our state meet to even happen. We were approved for competitions, but um, competitions had to be within your region still. And so we were we were still waiting on approval to be able to um, bring schools into one central location and have a state competition. And then um, uh, like the week before. We were given the okay, so <laughs> then again we um, we had still been working towards planning everything. It's just that we were we were definitely given the okay that it could happen, and so we went 100% in and we made sure that um, every day we were just uh, working on planning it and making sure that we could have a place to bring these athletes to have a great state meet and host a championship event for them. Because uh, the last thing that I wanted to do was to have something on the level that wasn't a championship feel for them. And so I wanted to just make sure that um, if we were going to host something that it was, it was going to be top notch. And I feel like that's what our, that's what our meets have always been. So we just wanted to make sure that we, we had something like that for them this year too, especially this year. And so the Academy was able to host us and, um, we worked with Taryn over there and um, their head, headmaster was awesome. 
for letting us use their facilities. Taryn is the athletic director there and coach Adam Kedge and his all of his assistant coaches were out there too. Um, they ended up hosting their district meet the week before state. And so we were invited out there to kind of um, see how it was going and what, what we might need to improve or change to make it happen. And um, we did that and it worked out. It was great. I mean, it did definitely was great. Like, I mean, the, the course was, was fast. It was definitely mm-hmm. different than their normal course, but it was, a, it was a great course. Um, starting and finishing there on the track, I think was fantastic. And yeah, you know, giving yeah. those kids that opportunity. I mean, it's, it's always, I, I think it's always fun. I mean, they don't have like a traditional stadium, but anytime you're finishing up on, on that kind of stadium feel is I, I think special for sure. I think so. And I think um, like just being able to finish and start in the stadium was pretty amazing. Um, what was neat is, I mean, we had been talk- we had talked to them when we found out we weren't going to be able to have the state meet at Rio Rancho. So we had talked to them and then I'm sitting in my office thinking, well, I know where their, their traditional meet always starts and stops. And I guess like, like it'll work. It's, We'll, we'll make it work. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out. And then all of a sudden I, I wrote to coach Kedge. I, te- I said, I think I sent him a text and I said, Hey, do you have, um, do you have a map of the cross country course so I can get it put on our website? So that way I can send it to, to all the coaches. So they know what the course is like, because there, there are several schools that have never been to a meet at Academy. And so I wanted to make sure I communicated that information to them. And so he sends me, the map and I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is, this isn't his me. This isn't the original me. And I was like, this is, this is starting and stopping on the track. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. I said, they, they adjusted it to, to make it work for state. And um, they put something together and I just thought it was so special and neat to see. And they, they really took pride in what they were about to do this year. And um, which was host the, it was one of the first major events that we had in the state of New Mexico for, for anything on any level, I think, where we were able to bring people in and have a competition and have people at an actual event in person. So um, they did an outstanding job. I think when we talk about splits of uh, wanting to know if your cross country or track season is your favorite, I feel like you get that with just the cross country runner when you say, do you, do you like starting and stopping on a, on a track? And I think (laughs) that that was kind of the neat thing this year with that new state course was um, you either, you either like finishing on a track or you, you're not a fan of it. And I think um, it was a little bit of a change for everyone with the state course. And I thought, I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. They just did an amazing job. And um, we had an announcer there where they were finishing and starting. You could see the start and finish. So he was able to announce. We had people at the mile markers um, giving updates so that way our announcer could let people know who was in the stadium, how the, how the race was going, if they weren't able to be on the course. And uh, one thing we also did this year was um, we upgraded our timing. And so we had new timers this year for state. And uh, we did a new system where we did the, the bid timing. and. Um, it was it was awesome that it was an, an amazing event i you know I, I got to be there to see a couple of my boys compete and um mm-hmm. and watch the girls for 5a as well and it, it really was it, it was a it was a fantastic meet it was um well put together and 
you know, one other thing talking about, you know, some changes and new things. One thing that I thought was absolutely fantastic was the um, incorporation of mile split and having video of the start and the finish and interviews with the with the winners afterward. Um, I think that that's something we see in a lot of other states around us that I think it helps, you know, it makes it another special thing for the kids. They can go back and they can see that start, even if they weren't the finisher, you know, the top finisher and they can see, you know, oh, I, I was back in there. Or, yeah, it's, it's a place right, that they right. can go back. So how did, how did that relationship come about? You know, um, Mile Split is a, a new sponsor for us this year at the NMAA. Um, you know, I think it kind of came about because uh, Chris was kind of mentioning Mile Split. Chris Kedge, yeah. I work with him, and he, he was kind of mentioning um, Mile Split around the office. And I think we may have been talking about it briefly where we thought, you know, it'd be kind of um, it'd be awesome. Like what? what like what what would it take to be partners with them or what what do they like how how can this relationship work here and between our two organizations and so um we have someone that's in charge of all of our corporate sponsors and he reached out to mile split and kind of um introduced us all and we started working together and trying to come up with um what would work for both parties, um, both us and them, and for our our coaches and athletes. And um, we're in the beginning stages of everything. Their agreement starts with us for track and field this year, but of course they were able to. Um, they were they were there for cross country, and um, we'll be incorporating them more next season for cross country. So we're just trying to kind of work out a few of the kinks between everything and make sure that we're, we're smooth on both ends. And, um, our, like I said, our, our coaches have been amazing because, um, there's, there's some requirements of them now. I mean, we might be, we'll be switching over from a few different platforms to mile split. And it's basically us just making sure that our coaches are, are trained or they know how to use mile split so that way it can, um, improve everything for their athletes and for them as well, especially when they're hosting a meet. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think that's fantastic. I think it'll, you know, again, just having, you know, that, that coverage at the state meet, it's just, like I said, just gives that extra little air of like, um, that's just cool, you know, and just, yeah, it, it's neat because I think when you think of miles, split, you know, you know, that as a runner, you've probably tuned into something that miles split was putting out because you were watching a championship event or a big time meet or race. And uh, when you bring in mile split for us, it just kind of uh, raises the level of um, what we're at for our sport in the state of cross in the state of New Mexico for cross country and track and field. And so it just kind of makes it um, more legit in what we're trying to do. And it's, it's kind of neat. It's, it's all, it feels big time with them. (laughs) It's that credit, uh, like credibility, that credit, like, it's just like, you know, oh yeah, I know them. They're on YouTube. They're on, you know. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think everyone knows Miles Split. So it's, it's kind of cool to see. And so we're hoping that we can just um, make it work for everyone and, and continue on. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
So, you know, kind of going back on, on your running for, for a little bit, you know, where, where has your running been kind of since ending with coaching? Yeah. Um, well, I finished coaching a while back and, uh, I, I love, I personally just, I love running. So it was never, I never ran because I had to, and I never ran because it was somewhat of a chore or anything to me. It was always just for, for the love of running. It was just something I, I enjoyed doing and I loved going, I felt like I just loved going on adventures. And so the best way to go on an adventure was to just go on a long run somewhere, pick a cool trail and go see what you find. And, um, after coaching, um, I still, I still ran a little bit. And, um, even while I was coaching, I competed or I would train Nick and I actually would train for, um, different races. Like we did, we did a marathon. Um, he did a couple marathons. Um, my goal was just to kind of see if I could complete a marathon. <laughs> and, um, we, I really did like running half marathons a lot. And so we would kind of, we started kind of getting into those, um, the rock and roll races because they were a lot of fun. So, um, I th- and I think that was like one of the first big races that I did after college was I entered like, uh, I was like, let's do a half marathon. Let's go to Phoenix and in, in De- or in January and, uh, kind of go and hang out and, and do a half marathon. Let's do it. It sounds like fun. <laughs> I mean, different kind of fun for some people, I guess, running a half marathon. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's something that we did and we loved we loved the series and so we we would kind of look for for races in different cities to see if uh we could make a little vacation out of it and so we we did those races a lot i think we did we did like the the rock and roll path in uh in las vegas one year and that was so much fun they run it at night i heard Um, that yeah it it was really cool it was it was me and it runs down the strip at night so all the lights are on and you end up on the old strip out there and then you come all the way back and you finish in front of the the mirage hotel where the volcano is and um it was just pretty cool and so then we we also did um we did the the rock and roll half marathon in san diego too and that was that was really cool. We just had fun going out to San Diego and and running that race and having a small vacation. So that's kind of where we, we went with running after college and coaching and just kind of tried to, to make fun experiences out of it. Yeah. I, I've, I haven't run any of the rock and rolls, but I, I've, like you said, I, I've just heard they, they really bring a lot of energy and just fun to the competition. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. They were, you know, I, I graduated from college and I didn't know on what capacity I still wanted to compete. I just knew I loved it still. And I was in really good shape yeah. when I finished and I was like, well, I, I still want to run. Just not part of, um, part of a team right now. And so, you know, this is how it happened. I was working at, um, I was working at one of the local shoe stores there and uh, we used to have the flyers for all different races and they used to send them all to us and we used to put them out on a little stand. And uh, one day I was, I was looking at one, I think, and um, I don't know if you know her, but um, Sarah Gonzalez. Yeah. She, she coaches at the, um, at Academy and uh, she's also, she was my roommate in college and her and I both worked at the shoe store together and we were looking at that, the flyer for the rock and roll 
Phoenix race in January. And you're like, you know, we should, we should try this. Maybe we should do this. And we convinced Nick to do it with us too. And uh, we, we signed up and we all went out there and um, that's how it happened. That's how we just stayed competing. And, you know, it just, it's fun because I, I like setting goals and I like to see things go full circle where you set your goal and you commit to it and you can just see how good you can be at the time. And, um, and that's just what those races gave us was the opportunity to stay doing that. And so we did that for years. And then lately we've just been uh, pretty busy yeah. parenthood. So we, we still try to make time to, to run. And if anything, we, we still try to make time to just work out and really it, it becomes um, more of just having maybe an hour to ourselves to really like decompress and use it for our mental health and, and just kind of have our time, something for us as parents. And so we'll, we'll kind of take turns on who's going to go work out at some point and that's where we're at right now. <laughs> Are you excited to see, cause it's, you have two girls, right? I have a, an, a three-year-old girl and I have a six month old boy. Okay. So the new one's mm-hmm. the baby's a boy. Okay. Yeah. I have a boy and a girl. Awesome. Are you excited about, you know, as they grow up, what they kind of get into? I am. Um, one of the funny things is a lot of people know that Nick and I ran. And so what we get a lot is, Oh, are your kids going to start running? And, um, you know, from the very beginning, Nick and I committed to, you know, let's not push our agenda. Let's, uh, let's let them figure out what they, they like, and let's just kind of follow them on their own little adventure and see, see what they like to do. Um, and so we're, we're kind of, we, we introduced stuff as an idea. This last year was really hard because we were not able to do as much, but um, we, we try to just, um, well, with our daughter, because she's three, we, we kind of give her options just to see what she would like to do. And um, lately now we, we just signed her up for like soccer because, we, and we asked her, we said, do, do you want to try it? Do you want to play soccer? And it's really just a fun little thing. And they just kind of go and have fun and right. kick the ball and hang out with their friends and stuff. And um, she, she did want to do it. We took her, it was like a free trial for the first one. So we're like, all right, we we just want to see if you like it. And she liked it. So she, she chose to do that. So we're there right now in that we're, we're in the soccer world right now with her letting her play. And then, um, like I said, this past year, we were able to just um, have our time together as a family where we could go to the trails and just go on walks and hang out. And I find that she, she really does like being on the trails and she understands what, why we go out there whether it's because one of us is going to go for a run and then the other is going to kind of walk and hike with her. Or um, sometimes she just likes to run on her own too, which has been really cool for us to see because we're like, well, I mean, this is like nature versus nurture. What's going on here? Because uh, she kind of likes doing this on her own. So it's, it's really neat to watch and have to see because she just kind of, she takes to it and she'll, she does it on her own. So it's kind of neat. That's awesome. Well, I can't, yeah. I can't wait to, to see what happens. And, um, you know, I think this is a, a great spot to 
kind of wrap up. I think we, we covered a lot and a lot of stuff I didn't, you know, realize about what, you know, you guys at the NMAA were, were being very, I guess, more reactive to things um, <laughs> going on just, just like everybody else. Um, and so I, you know, I have my last question that I ask, you know, all my guests and that is, what are you listening to to kind of get you pumped or going or moving for the day? You know, I mean, it, it's changed over the years. And um, of course, with your, when you do have kids, it's kind of funny to see what they like too. And um, our my mornings are spent uh, taking taking the kids to daycare and where they go to school for the day. And uh, Nick and I always talked and joked and we would say like, you know, you need a soundtrack to your life. You kind of have to have those songs that just kind of get you going and get you pumped up. And uh, right now, if you ask what we listen to get pumped up to in the morning as we're going to work, we listen to the uh, Trolls 2 World Tour soundtrack. <laughs> so uh, that's where, where we're at. And we listen to that because our daughter just loves that movie and um, it does have some fun music. So that's what we listen to on our way to school. <laughs> <laughs> well that's fantastic <laughs> yeah that's it is it's, it makes for a fun morning and it, it kind of does get me pumped up for the day it gets me excited so <laughs> it puts me in a good mood <laughs> well I'll, i will tell you i mean there's some songs that, that i never enjoyed but my kids do and you know even just watching them get into it it's it's a whole yeah. other you know that energy is there like i enjoy it through them almost yeah, it, it's really neat to to see them experience and hear and feel and watch things for the first time. So it's been, parenthood has been pretty awesome to us, I think. That's, we feel very blessed with it. That's great. Well, like I said, thank you so much for, for joining me. I am sure that I'll run into you at a track meet at some point, if, if nothing else, at the state meet in the nice, balmy June weather and... <laughs> Oh, definitely. Yeah, I know we've, we've been talking about that lately. So it, we're getting ready. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> I'm sure you. The temperature today, yeah. so uh, yeah. I'm sure you guys will have a plan. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're trying to. We're trying to get everything going for you all, and we we hope that we have some good ideas for you guys coming forward with track and field. And I think um, you know one of the things that we're doing for track and field is there's going to be um, the four by eight hundred relay now so we're, we're pretty excited about that because uh, that was something that we we brought up with the coaches to see if they would like and entertain since their cross-country season was going to be so short so we're we're following through with that and we're trying to put together an actual state schedule which is what we were working on these last two days so. <laughs> fantastic well yeah. um yeah i think a lot of coaches are excited for that for sure and you know maybe you guys can just have the the sprinkler systems turned out to the track and we can just run through it, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know what? We might have to consider that and maybe have misters or something. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be warm. So it we is. were talking about that and the schedule and where we can run certain races and what we should do. So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll try and figure it out and <laughs> we'll be ready. We'll try and do a great event for you guys. <laughs> awesome. uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? No, I think, we covered a lot and uh, it was great talking to you. This was a good conversation. I, I don't think I've really sat down and talked about running for, for a while. So this was awesome. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to join you.
I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at runningnewmexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.